Hey guys, what's going on? It's your host, your boy, George McKay, back here for the MLW Rewind. And I never do it alone. I do this with my PIC, my podcast life partner, the uncle to my children, the yang to my yang, my wrestling counterpart. Sweet. I know, right? I'm in a sweet mood today. The one and only uncle, Bobby B. Ahoy, hoy. How's it going out there in uh, podcast land? Podcast land, YouTube land. MLW land. SNME land. SNMU, of course. We welcome all uh, welcome all listeners and all viewers. And thank you so much for tuning into the Rewind. This episode was short, sweet, simple, and straight to the point. We, however, will not be. Well, we will, for the yeah, most we part. Will. We will, for the most part. But as Takalucha opens up the show, and we get uh, quite the promo from more so Taya Valkyrie than Sam Adonis and... Uh, John Morrison. More Taya. Taya had a lot of a lot to say in this promo. Uh, they've been called angels. They've been called demons, but they have never been called Lehu's. And she cuts promo on Delmi saying, "You don't stand a chance." Pretty much saying she can't lace up her boots on a Wednesday. Harsh. A little harsh, but I mean it's fair. She is the heel champion. Uh, what did you before we get into the opening contest? What did you think of the Taya Valkyrie promo? Also, what did you think of the Azteca Lucha suite with the angel neon angel wings in the background? I thought it was uh, quite snazzy for the Azteca group. It's like the, I don't know. It looks like the kind of background I expect, like some basic white girl to pose the picture of herself in front of. Mm. I was gonna say very John Wick inspired. It was. It was a good promo. I mean, it was like, Taya. Taya can cut a promo, so. I never really hmm. I'm like, yeah, it's a crappy Taya promo. Like Taya has her her shtick down so pat. Uh it it was it was good. I had no issues with it. Uh I mean we kinda know what might happen, but it'll remain to be seen as far as televised stuff goes. Well, we won't have to wait too long because that match does take place next week. That is Taya Valkyrie putting her featherweight strap on the line against the Queen Goddess herself. Delmi Exo. And speaking of Delmi Exo, she opened the show via wrestling, not promo, wrestling, going one-on-one with Rob's favorite gal, uh, Becca. Becca. We did not get to see any promo from Becca. I guess we were tight on time today. Delmi Exo uh, and her did not hold back. This one was high impact, high octane from the jump. These two ladies hit each other with literally everything, minus the kitchen sink. The win came eventually uh, five to seven minutes into the match. Delmi Exo via the Delmi Driver. And it was a great match, though. I really enjoyed it. These two, like I said, there was no punches held. And Becca stood her own against a rather hard-hitting Delmo. And we know how good Delmi is with the strikes. Becca did not hold back. She got that one. The one bright spot was right before the Delmi Driver was hit. Uh, she got that sweet kick right across the face. It wasn't a roundhouse. It was more of just a high kick. Yep. But she got Becca got all of that on uh, Delmi. So good for Becca. Keep, you know, keep putting in the work. Keep showing up because... You're uh you got something, man. I think she could be a top heel in that featherweight division for sure. Yeah, like I praise her her character work because I love the shtick and I think it's amazing. But like she she can go. Like there's mm. no there's no doubt. I've seen Becca and I've gone back and looked at some looked at some of her work on the indies because she's working all the all over the place right now. I'm tripping over my words today. What's going on? Uh she's fantastic. We all have those days. Yeah, let her <laughs> let her keep uh developing that character in MLW. Uh really enjoyed the stuff for and like you said, they they didn't pull any punches, they were hitting each other hard. It wasn't like uh it was very strong style ask Yeah, match. it wasn't like a squad. It was exactly. very uh they very Japanese out. inspired this contest, and both of them have trained with some of the the best that New Japan has uh, brought out there. They both had quite the runs with some of their coaches in New and Japan. To, uh, so. to use the parlance of our times, they both got their shit in. Okay, yeah, they both got their shit in. And another match announced for next week, which again, we knew was coming, but it's now been made official. The uh, current reigning defending middleweight champ, Linsa Dorado, 
will be putting his strap on the line against the man who stole it, Leo Rush, and now somehow has a promo picture with the title. But whatever, he stole it. He's not the champ. Lindsay is the champ and also will be facing one-third of the calling or one-sixth of it, one-seventh, one-ninth. I'm not sure how many members. A fraction of the calling. Yeah, a a partial stigment of the calling, if you will. Akira, that triple threat will be happening next week. So already next week, shaping up some great wrestling matches. Two titles on the line next week. And also, don't forget, our main event for this week was, again, Willie Mack finessing his way, as Joe Dombrowski said, into a title shot with John Morrison. And you know what the funny thing was? The stipulation was, if Willie got the title shot, he would let them know where where his or, or the information he had on cd's disappearance we never really got that outcome no either didn't. before or after the match so maybe we'll get that next week i'm not really sure curious uh but we also got a tag team uh division kind of vignette as we've mentioned the tag team division is sorely lacking some much needed revamping it's a much needed focus and attention and love from the mlw brass and they brought in a great team like the main event and we got a little five bit of vignette into a uh, kind of a deep dive if you will into the team of jay lion and midas black and this is a great look at, at this team and where they came from where they started uh their time at hog and all that stuff uh they're a bright spot man i got to see them live in action and demand lucha they do not disappoint they are highly entertaining from the character work that they do the move sets that they have combined together the trapeze style that they work with, the jumping through the hoop stuff that they do, everything very circus-inspired. Obviously, again, the name being the main event, but main spelt M-A-N-E, like a lion's mane. Uh, these guys are fantastic, and this vignette was a great look into some unknown stars that we are getting to know, which I thought was great. Yeah, like I had I had absolutely heard of the main event before I saw them in MLW. Mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. not seen them work. Uh, obviously, I now since have. Uh, they're they're great because they're a true tag team hmm. a lot of tandem maneuvers a lot of ring awareness hmm. you know some tag teams are just two singles wrestlers that are in a team these guys are a true tag team uh which is great to see because that's kind of a little bit of a lost art we don't see as many uh well we do there's one over the shoulder yes well but you know they're the greatest tag team of all time they used to be called the revival for a reason because they were reviving that lost art i get it i know the reason i I know you know the reason i'm just being a dick now okay whatever i'm just gonna lean on the shoulder let the boys get some camera time i'm getting hangry so (laughs) (laughs) because because you eat once a fucking day you're hangry as your own self that's how i i stay motivated okay but anyways wrap it up on the main event before we get into the anyways main event are awesome dig their style great pickup for mlw uh, I dare say if there's a team in MLW right now that could dethrone the Simone SWAT team, it could be the main event. Absolutely yeah. could be. Well, mind you, the Simone SWAT team, they will be uh, putting their straps on the line at Never Say Never. MLW's first pay-per-view coming up at July 8th. We'll get into that as well a little bit later on the show. But now we have Sam Turner. She's standing by with the uh, challenger for the open weight strap. That is Willie Mack. She asked one question. Willie, what's the strategy? Willie replies flat out. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. Even if even if I wanted to tell you, I'm not going to tell you because that's a camera. I know how wrestling works. And John Morrison, you're looking at the new open weight champion. Plain and simple, short and sweet. Sam does not get her answer. She tried, but Willie just cried by that and said, Nope, I'm not gonna tell you. Yeah, no, I'm not, it's not I'm not having any of this. And our next match on the card, we get the one called Manders, one third. There we go. That's fraction. I can say one third of the SGC. That's the second gear crew. He's taken on. Yusufer L. This man is three to five thousand years old, according to what the announcer said. Ring announcer said when he came out to the ring, and he looks like he, uh, to quote Matt Stryker, he looks like a man who literally was defrosted from a block of ice 
and just came out prepared to fight. But the one called Manders via the Lariat at the end for the easy win. Uh, Yusuf got one or two surprisingly decent moves in, but this was definitely a squash match. Just putting Manders more on the scene so that people can see how tough this son of a bitch really is. And he really is that fucking tough. Again, I've seen him live at Demand Lucha, a great promotion here in the GTA. And uh, the guy does not disappoint. He can go toe-to-toe, and he's one of those guys that's underrated for his speed and agility. Uh, he's more so known for his toughness and his grit, as they call it. Uh, but uh, yeah, the one called Manders does not disappoint in a very easy win. And uh, again, to quote Matt Stryker, now the SGC can put their feet up and crack a couple cold ones because their night at the office is finito after literally that match took shorter than the entrances. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard of this Yusufer L character? No, but apparently he's been around for three to 5,000 years. Yeah, never never seen this guy before. Uh, and it was funny that Stryker said, you know, I'm getting this vibe and that vibe. I got Berserker vibes off him. I said to Jordan, I go, yeah, he, he starts saying, Huss, I'm out. Yeah, he did He did have very much a Bruiser Brody feel to him. He also had a Genghis Khan feel to him by the dress and the aesthetic. He also had a little bit of Viking-inspired gear, so I also saw remnants of like a Valhalla-type character. But all in all... Uh, Yusufer L. I mean, he's got the size and stature. I just think character work may need a little bit of work, but great to see a, a talent coming up and getting that spot on uh, squash match or not. He got the spot. And the one thing I will say about MLW compared to most squash matches that happen where you don't even really get to, the, the guys don't even really get a name graphic or anything he like that. Or got any some time. offense in there. Yeah, he did. He, he, he got a little, I mean, it was only a two minute match, but out of that two minutes, he got about 20 seconds in. So, you know, I mean, who knows? We always tend to see these guys that are one-offs that we tend to see more of and come back more frequently. Well, the the fact that they they seem to be, I don't know, putting them over is the right term, but given a little little bit of commentary time, a lot of love. Yeah, Yeah. if it's a guy that's just coming in to get to get squashed and whatever, you're not going to really talk about him that much. So I I feel like this may be somebody we'll potentially see again. Absolutely, Uh, that will be ready to be seen. But for now, we go to the uh, number one contender. That's right, Alex Kane, the heavyweight champ. He cut a promo, and his promo was filled with a whole lot of conspiracy. Did you just call him the heavyweight champ? I called him the number one contender to the heavyweight Oh, sorry, I misheard you. Yeah, absolutely. It happens. It does, especially when you're old and deaf. Quite frequently, actually. Happens all the time. Corrects me all the time. Anyways. (laughs) Easy with the facial expressions today. All right, anyways. Alex Kane's promo was filled with a whole lot of conspiracy. A whole lot of the cards being stacked against it, throwing out a lot of accusations at the head of MLW, Corp Bauer, saying, you keep stacking the deck. What do I do? I knock it down. I cancel it. I do everything that I can to overcome whatever odds you stack against me. The conspiracies that he mentioned, number one in the battle riot. Number one out of 40 in the battle riot. I mean, again, Alex Kane did pick his own number. I don't know how Corp Bauer could have possibly rigged that, but that's fine. He also said that his openweight title was stolen. He didn't get, he didn't lose it. It was stolen, apparently. Uh, he also rebranded the Oprah Cup, and they didn't even have the DC to put him in the tournament. Well, for one reason, he did desecrate a very sacred, uh, sacred thing in, in pro wrestling. So, and when I say desecrate, I don't mean he did anything horrible to it. He just tried to take something that has a, literally 100 plus years of legacy and tried to destroy it in the span of a few months. So, it's not a shock, Alex, that you would not be invited to participate in the tournament. But regardless, you overcame it. You punched your ticket. And the fact is, is that who my A is for the people. 100%. And wrestling needs a revolution. Not a rebel, not a, not a, uh, you know, a revolt or anything like that, but they need a straight up revolution. And Alex Kane and Bumaye are going to bring some anarchy to the table. And that's what's going to happen because Bumaye is for the people. That, that's what I've been hearing. That That is the word on the street. I, like, I don't know where I've heard it, but just 
I've been hearing that Bumai is for the people quite frequently. Well, if you don't know where you heard it, how about after that promo aired in the arena in Philadelphia, the crowd was chanting, Bumaye, Bumaye, Bumaye. If there's no reference that Bumaye is for the people and Alex Kane's time is very, very soon approaching, you must be living under a rock because July 8th, I don't see Hammerstone walking out as champ. I see Kane walking out as champ. This guy is so over. I'm putting all my chips in on it. And I'm saying right now, Alex Kane. Wow, that is a. Will be your new MLW heavyweight champion come July 8th. Don't forget Fight Plus, $7.99 a month. You can get that pay per view plus a lot of other great MLW events upcoming. So if you haven't considered the $7.99, consider what you get. And what you get is a lot of bang for your bucket. It's not just MLW. It's a lot of great stuff. Fight puts together a lot of great stuff. And if you enjoy hearing my voice, you can also check out New Frontier Pro. That's a promotion that I am a commentator for. And they are also available on Fight. So check them out. I mean, $7.99 a month, you can't go wrong for that. The bang for your buck and the content that's on that service is absolutely phenomenal. I think I'm even on one of those New Frontier shows doing right now. You are on one of those New Frontiers. You see me on Fight TV as well. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, on to the next. (laughs) All right. Uh, Next week, like I said, we mentioned Delmi and Taya is going one-on-one. And we get another Taya promo in the middle of this uh, episode. I'm not sure why we needed to have another promo pretty much repeating everything that was said at the top of the show. But regardless, we're here. The longest reigning featherweight champ of all time is going to take out another idiot. Delmi XO, you have no chance. And at the end of this match, all you're going to hear is end still. As an end still, you're a featherweight champion. So, uh, never say never. Control Center pops up right after this promo. And uh, we got the main event, Alex Kane versus Hammer. We know that. We're also going to find, in that match, you're going to find out who the franchise player is for MLW. I love that tagline. I love how they sold that. Yeah. Find out who the franchise player is for MLW. Well, it's a league, right? So it's a franchise player. Absolutely. 150%. And uh, we also know that the SST is versing the calling one-on-one for, or not one-on-one, two-on-two, sorry, for the tag team straps. And we also got another match added to the card. Timothy Thatcher making his MLW return is going to take on Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. That match has the potential to be worth the price of the monthly subscription alone. It's like it's like a sleeper match, but it's not. You, it's going to hit I mean? like, hard. Like there's just there's so many there's other matches on the card. There's big fights, and then and then it's like, hey, Tracy Williams and Timothy Thatcher. But like you you know wrestling, this is going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be an absolute banger. Yeah, you're gonna want so you're gonna want to you're gonna want to get your popcorn ready for this one because it's going to be a hell of a fucking show. That match alone, like I said, is worth the seven ninety nine for the month. And, and again, all the other content that follows. Uh, we also got some breaking news on Jacob Fatu. He will return next week and give an update on his status. And I guess when he's eventually going to get that open weight title shot, which has yet to be uh, broadcast. But uh, he still has to get it. The last time the calling pretty much stopped him as he walked out to the ring. So he never got a chance to really face John mm-hmm. Morrison for that. Uh, now it's main event time. Willie Mack, Johnny Fusion for the open weight title. Sam Adonis is on commentary. Now this is gold. This is gold. The one thing about Sam Adonis on commentary, and not to spoil anything, like I said, if you haven't already watched this episode of MLW, we're already spoiled quite a bit. But Sam Adonis is quotable tonight. Willie Mack does a standing moonsault. And he says, a man that size has no business leaving his feet. It is a danger, and it is unsafe for everyone in this building. Sam Adonis, God fucking love you, sir. You are... Fuck, you're amazing. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was absolutely epic. Uh, this match was great. It had all 
of the makings of a main event. Everything you could want more. Close falls, finishes, interferences. It, at one point, it was three on one. Sam Adonis interfered. interfered. Willie Mack overcame that. Ty Valkyrie interfered. Willie Mack overcame that. It became a one-on-one -on -one contest, and he just could not put John Morrison away. The interferences were too much, and Morrison hangs on to retain. But Willie Mack does not have to hang his head because he was this close and damn near proved that he deserves to be in the conversation for that open weight title. And also during the match, we got told that we're going to get some time with Hammer. Hammer is going to shoot on a rebuttal from Alex Kane's promo earlier in the night, and he pretty much had this to say. There's four options on the table. But there's one option that you're clearly not going to do, and that's to fight me one-on-one. -on -one. You got your ticket. You know the place and time. I'll be ready. Enough of these games. Let's just fight. Short, sweet, simple from the champ. Hammerstone had an update. It looked like they pretty much interrupted the man before he was, he's walking out on the street to get a they coffee. They to be getting Hammer when he's like walking like, somewhere. Hammer just have, let Hammer have the time. Like, you want to get time with a Hammer? Let him get to the building. Don't interrupt the guy when he's going out to get like, a sandwich. Do, do, do the broad, like, how do they get these interviews? Like, oh shit, Hammer, uh, we got like, do you have a low jack on the guy that you just know where he is? You're chasing him down. I feel like there's an ankle brace that, that he's not aware of and they are just stalking the man. Let the man live. Hammer does not need to rebuttal when he's walking on the fucking street. Guys, I'm sorry. These man on the street interviews with Hammer, and even at the beginning of the interview, when they stopped him, he turned around. What did he do, Rob? He just clasped his hands yeah. up. His, like, he's so tired of getting stopped on the street. Court Bauer and media team, let Hammer live. That's it. Let him live. And uh, just to circle back to that match. Yes, sorry. I, I No, no, that's okay. I just wanted to comment that it was... I, I feel like we don't really criticize a whole lot but we we do when it's warranted like th this not match, a criticism have... it's a healthy opinion yeah no but when we went yeah exactly but this match i have nothing bad to say about like i feel like this is a match where you could take somebody who's maybe not super schooled in wrestling whether mm. they're a fan whether like they're that. a new wrestler like and just put this match in front of them it had a little bit of everything it had some classic booking the interference had psychology it had, you know, the underdog, well, not a serial underdog, but the the favorite working underneath against the heel. Willie Mack had so many close calls. Like, we, we were sitting there going, like, even though we knew what the result was, we were like, shit, like, he, he still had us convinced that Willie was close a couple of times. And that's when you know it's a good match. When even though we know the outcome, we know. We were still invested. We were very much invested. It was great. And also, again, Sam Adonis on commentary, MVP of the night. That, I mean, that three-man commentary team, like we've said it before, Joe and Matt, it's so different. And I, I did miss Matt in Mexico. Do get your visa shit in order. Okay, straight up. I, I enjoyed the guy they got to take his to take his fill his spot in Mexico. I did, but I missed I missed Joe and Matt because Joe and Matt is great. And the funny thing was is that Joe was kind of aligning himself with Sam on this one, where Matt was shooting out the uh the insults. It was weird. It was it, they were pretty much were uh were were talking about the the shit stain that is New York, according to Sam Adonis, and saying that uh Joe it smells uh, worse out there. Yeah, Matt like Matt Stryker saying, well, it's it smells pretty bad in here. And Sam Adonis like, I don't know what you're talking about. I smell lovely. <laughs> so I mean, it was just gold. It was commentary gold, and it fit perfectly in the flow of this match. It made it so much more entertaining than it already was. I just took it to another level. So another great episode by MLW. Really not a whole lot of things to think about. The only thing we, we would say was, again, not a criticism, but just a healthy opinion. Uh, the Alex Hammerstone promo seemed like it was cut right after Battle Riot. It didn't seem to flow properly within the storyline confines. But when we looked at it from a couple of different directions, it seemed to make sense. But I almost feel like it was cut right after Kane had won and, and got that golden ticket, where it doesn't feel like it was cut 
right away. It doesn't feel like it was cut in timeline with this episode. And the specific thing we're referring to was when Hammer said, like, you know, you're waiting for option A to do a, a sneaky uh cash in but it was like well we already knew he was going to cash in at the pay-per-view right. so maybe and then something about nursing his wounds but alex kane is 100 percent now because he hasn't wrestled since battle riot which is going on about five weeks so we think maybe uh hammer was was saying like despite this match being set like he's still waiting to do some sneaky cash in before that right. or something but, but when you look at it from that avenue, it did make sense. But I guess just the flow of it didn't seem to flow with the episode. But yeah, our, our both of us, our initial feelings was like, that doesn't make sense. So that, that was how we both interpreted it right off the bat. We had to think about it a little. We more. had to rewatch it again, essentially, and be like, okay, maybe he's going at it from this yeah, way. So, you know. But that was that's really the only thing that I would say. Other than that, MLW knocked yeah, it out so. of the park. And Core Power, again, let Hammer live and stop stacking the deck against Alex Kane, all right? Kane and Bumaye are for the people. And if you have not had a heel that has been that over since Jacob Atu and Contra, you know that Kane's time is coming. Will it happen at Never Say Never? I don't know. But it's it's going to happen this year. Alex Kane will be the MLW Heavyweight Champion before 2023 ends. And I'm telling you, there's not a better single hour of pro wrestling on TV right now. There's no show that's going to give you an hour of entertainment like MLW uh, on YouTube. It's there. Go watch it. It's fantastic. They're mm -hmm. really stuff like uh, uh, not to extend this podcast longer than it needs to be, but I feel like a lot of promotions are really stepping up right now. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, and MLW is part of that. And we really want to get that broadcast out more to people and get more eyes on the product because there's a lot of great stuff happening there. Absolutely. And if you want to go through the archives, get to know some of the wrestlers that were once part of MLW that are still part of MLW, go through the Rewind archives. Go from, you know, episode one all the way to where we are now. We're at like episode 60 or 70. We're close to it, man. It's been a two-year grind. But the fact is, is that Rewind runs when MLW runs. When MLW takes a hiatus, we take a hiatus. There's no point in us talking about it. But we filled them in with great interviews. We've got Joe Dombrowski on there. we got Alex Kane a couple of times on there. One time with the mini host and one time with myself because I had to go for date night. And Alex Kane understood date night because Boomaye is for the people. He understood it. That's what he does. Because he's married. That's why he understands. Absolutely. He's married. He knows. Listen, George. I, listen, George. Rob, I love you guys, but sorry. <laughs> Bumaye is for my wife tonight. I'm not, yeah. There's no time for her for MLW. But regardless, go through. We've got a couple great Richard Holiday interviews on there. We shout to. We are working on getting Sam Laterna on the show as well. So, you know, keep. If you've, if you've been with us from the get-go, we thank you. If you're new, we welcome you. And if you are occasionally falling on and off, it's all good. It's all love at the end of the day. But check out MLW. It's worth your time. And just a quick shout-out here uh, to our homie from Circle of Debate podcast, Ivan Castellon. I know you got to send a shout-out, but I, did. I didn't. And uh, glad to hear you are on the men's, our friend, and uh, all the best with your health. Absolutely. Mi hermano, our familia. Uh, we know he'll be back and leading the Circle of Debate to even higher heights than he already has. That's it for the rewind. We're in the can. We're done. We're finito for this episode. I'm your host, your boy, George McKay. This is Uncle Bobby B, baby. And ahoy hoy, as was said at the beginning of the episode. We'll see you next week. I've been week. saying ahoy hoy since I was like eight years old and I saw it on the I, I don't think I've ever seen it on, I, I think I've seen it once or twice on here and I believe I said, don't say that. Yeah, I will say ahoy hoy until I die. Ahoy hoy. See you guys next week. <laughs>